In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. We're thankful that we get to sit in this text tonight of um, the, the birth of Jesus, that we get to, to experience what it was like that night as best we can. And so I'm going to invite us to be able to kind of sit um, in the story as best we can. This a practice that we called um, imaginative reading of Scripture, where we can actually put ourselves in the scene and try to get a sense of, of what was happening at that time. Because for those of us, when the, these these verses that feel so familiar to us, sometimes it, it helps to to get a little different perspective on them and see what the Lord might have to say. So we're going to do that in just a few minutes. So our text walks us through this coming of Christ um, and of the circumstances of his birth, uh, to, of what Mary and Joseph have gone through here in Bethlehem. But this birth was not accompanied by pomp and circumstance that we would expect of royalty or the Son of God coming. Instead, the baby Jesus is born in the small town of Bethlehem into obscurity and poverty. And yet, even still, the world has been shaken. Those who hold power and proclaim peace are not even aware of his coming yet, but still God is at work. So I want us to sit with this text and, and put ourselves into the scene and by imagining that we are one of the shepherds, that we're sitting in the darkness of night. And so as we kind of get into that posture of, of imagining the scene, I just I, I, well, I invite you just to think about like what it would have been like to be sitting out in the fields outside of Bethlehem during this time, what, what can you see, even though it's dark? What's nearby? The other shepherds, the, the sheep that might be there around you. What does it smell like? What are the sounds that you can hear? We imagine ourselves in the scene of the shepherds sitting in that space, sitting in the quiet, dark night, going about your business. What are you thinking about what are you feeling? Doing your normal routines, caring for the sheep, and maybe worrying about your life, about how to provide for yourself or your family, how to make ends meet, 
It's just a regular night with the regular rhythms, and yet we're trying to pay attention to what's happening, how we're feeling, what we're thinking. Probably not expecting anything at all to happen. Then all of a sudden, a bright light appears in the midst of the dark field, a blinding light. What in the world is happening? Is this the end of all things? Are we going to die? Where would such light come from? So maybe you shield your eyes and fall to the ground for cover because nothing like this has ever happened before. And as you find yourself crouching in the midst of this glowing light, this huge light, what are you feeling? What are you thinking in that moment? Maybe this, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is not a good thing. We're not really sure. Then a voice comes through the bright light and fills your ears, telling you, do not be afraid. Are you kidding? I'm terrified. I don't know what's happening. And you're asking me not to be afraid? Then you hear the words, good news. Good news? Really? Good news of great joy to all people. Is this good news even for me? Out here in the fields, outside of Bethlehem? A Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, the one that we have been waiting for is finally here. But wait, why are we getting to hear this message? Why is it coming to us? This doesn't make any sense. It should be going to the religious leaders. They should be the ones who are hearing about this, right? The glory of the Lord should be coming into the temple, not to some random field outside of Bethlehem. This must be a mistake. Why us? Why me? You gather your senses enough to hear the angel say something about a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And before you totally have time to process what this means, suddenly there comes a choir of angels around you and your fellow shepherds singing praises to God in the most beautiful voices that you've ever heard. You want to join into the singing. You want to hold on to this moment as long as you possibly, possibly can. We don't want this to end. This is just too good. Can it just stay like this? But before you know it, they're gone, and the field is back to normal. The light is gone, and the darkness has returned. And you can't even see right out in front of you because you can still see the glow of the light in such a way that it obscures the darkness. You know how that is like when the light shines right in your face and then you look away and like you can't totally get your bearings, you can't see. You know your friends are next to you, but you can't really see each other yet. You're just blotches from where the light was just a few minutes before. But as your sight and your speech slowly start to come back to you, you start to hear the murmuring around you. All of you start talking at once. What in the world was that? What just happened? Was that message really for us? And if so, then now what are we supposed to do? Then your best friend who's sitting beside you, you hear that he has an idea. Let's go to Bethlehem and let's find this baby to know if this was for real or not. Like, How can we really know if this is true unless we go and, and see for ourselves? And as you hear his words, you suddenly feel this, this um, sense of burning within your chest. And you feel yourself get up off the ground 
and to your feet, and you start moving, heading in the direction of Bethlehem. This doesn't really make sense, but you know that you have to go. You have to see with your own eyes if this is real, if this is true. And so as your feet start moving, you feel the excitement starting to build. You hear your fellow shepherds moving behind you and beside you. You're all going to go. Every, each one of you are going all together to see what's really going on. Because this is the one that we have been waiting for. He is here. He is here. And he is going to set us free. He's going to turn the world upside down. And he is one of us. I wonder if as the shepherds were heading toward Bethlehem, if they could hear the words of Isaiah 9 ringing in their, in their heads. The people who walked in great, great darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For unto us a child is born, unto you a son is given. I can, just, can you just imagine the shepherds running toward Bethlehem to find this baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger? If you were one of those shepherds and you were approaching that manger and looking into it, peering into it and seeing this baby lying there, how do you think you would feel? What feelings would come up and be evoked in you when you see the the face of Jesus? You can almost hear their excitement from when when they find him as they start to share all that they saw and heard from the angels like, this was for real. Like, oh my goodness, like the, the angel said it, and now look, here's this baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And they start to tell about their experience of seeing the angels. And I can imagine Mary processing what all of this means and probably also feeling a little encouraged. Like, okay, good. It wasn't just me and Joseph that saw the angels. <laughs> like there wasn't just some kind of like delusion on our part. But God speaking into them and saying, hey, look, This is so much bigger than you even understand. And you are being obedient in the midst of it. This is going to change everything. And then as the shepherds go back to the fields, back to their sheep, but I can only imagine that there's no way that they were ever the same again. And we hear the text telling us that they're praising the Lord as they go because the Messiah has come. And he is one of us. So we're going to get to reenact some of the shepherd's experience tonight. We're going to sit in darkness for a few moments and wait for the light to come. And as we sit in the darkness, I invite you to pay attention to what emotions are coming up for you. Where do things feel dark? Where are the places within you and within this world where we need the light of Christ to come? May we just invite the Lord to come into those places as we sit in the dark, hoping for the light to come and believing that he has indeed come. After our moment of darkness, we will light the Christ candle, and in response, we will praise the Lord together in song as the light fills the room. Because the same reality is true for us as well, that the people who walked in great darkness have seen a great light, Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. And the light has shined on each and every one of us. That is the Christmas story. That is the good news. That Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he gave himself up as a servant and came and lived among us. And not only that, but he died 
and he rose again so that we might be brought into relationship with God.